The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Hi, that one well. Yeah, hey, everybody. That's no, perfect. Hi. Uh, welcome, Rough House Podcast. I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. Welcome uh, to the uh, welcome to uh, WrestlingPoopShoot.com. <laughs> oh man, uh, we are uh, we are ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. We're some punchy motherfuckers, aren't we? Yeah, I'm on my second cup of coffee, so that's probably why. Oh, there you go. That's that's what it is, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> We are uh, we are recording this just hours ahead of WWE Lug Slam of the Week, the pay per view. And <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> That's all I think of every single time uh, I see that logo. I'm like, why was this not a thing? You know, then uh, I'm also a little saddened that we are no longer in the era of pay per view unique sets because you know it'd yeah. be a big ass fucking boot hell yeah yeah a gigantic boot covering the entire half of the arena that they are not attempting to fill in tonight the thing i'm most upset about is that we didn't get great balls of fire too you know yeah exactly what the hell man i was uh, uh, I, I really came around on that one back uh back in back in forever ago 2018 yeah yeah was it was that 18 or was it 17 oh god yeah. everything blurs together at exactly. this point in my life i have no fucking clue yeah uh plus you know i i think the thing that really killed it was the number of times where people like uh took screen caps where people's heads were cutting off like the the logos around the arena so it just said eat balls you know that yeah. was pretty classic yeah, but almost I, as good as when Big Cass was coming out and his face knocked out the C, so it was big ass. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> big ass and eat balls. That's right. Uh the 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 good old days. Yes. I guess. Uh but speaking of asses, oh man. <laughs> so we've we've had we've had an interesting few years when it comes to WWE and social media and, and things leaking out. Yeah. Uh 
I, I think really like the the pinnacle, like the 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 apex of when this all started was uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, oh, I was gonna say Seth Rollins. Oh, when it started, yeah, 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 Seth, yeah, yeah, Seth yeah, started yeah. It, Page took it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Page took it to a whole other level. We'll talk about yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, I think I think Seth, uh, his then fiance. Uh, losing chick. her mind, uh, and uh, because he was banging the Nazi chick who was dating Sonya Deville for a while, so that's some that's weirdness. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, we all got to see uh, the architect uh, <laughs> in full. The architects, architects. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we saw the blueprints. That's what they yes. were. Those were blueprints for the future. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Not a very large blueprint, but you know, hey, good for him, right? Um, hey, you know what? It, it's all about uh, it's all about what you do with it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and hit then, that Phoenix splash straight it, in there. You fucking yeah. good to go. And, and then we learned. Um, Saw Seth's Falcon Arrow. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did the deal. Uh, we we then all got to see really the hard work that goes on behind the scenes of developmental, thanks to Paige. Yeah. And, probably the most work Brad Maddox has ever done in his entire career. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm shocked that guy went nowhere. I mean, he, he, he could had... have written that. I mean, strike well, that <laughs> <laughs> phrasing <laughs> poor choice yeah. of words there. Yeah. He really could have come out on top there. And instead, <laughs> instead he kind of bottomed out and. <laughs> ah. Oh god! Oh god! Sex puns. Yes, uh, but well, what I'm getting at is Brad Maddox. I actually thought was like a good on-screen heel type, and was, yeah. he he got dropped from WWE because did what did something stupid like he said pissed off, and he shouldn't have said pissed off. Like, yeah, it was something something stupid that he said in uh, on live TV that didn't get cleared, or he went off script, or yeah. said something. He went off script and said something a little on their no-no list, and uh, yeah. he got the boot for it. Um, and he was he released before all this stuff came out, I believe. Yes, yes, he yeah. was released well before all all this stuff came out. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff I came mean, out, but yeah. yes. Uh, but <laughs> this week, this week, the dark side of Twitter gave the world something that I don't think any of us anticipated. And this, here's what I will say is interesting to me. This, man, hmm. the turn of phrase I was just about to use. This thing came and went with. With very little reaction, I didn't uh, even know hear yeah, or see about it until you texted me, and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> what is this? so uh, I I found out about it through one of the many message boards I go to, and then I went on Twitter, and a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, <laughs> a video <laughs> surfaced of either a Ricochet or be a guy with the exact same tattoos as Ricochet. I don't think the EST eighty eight is something that's that common on the chest. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time in Paducah, Kentucky, so I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Richard O'Shea apparently uh, just likes to to go to town on on his behind, and uh, that's okay. That's so right. he right. just so, goes right to the one and only. <laughs> what is he? What is his uh, uh, preferred method of insertion? Is it uh, a thumb? Is it a, a four finger? Is it a couple fingers? Is it a is it a sex toy? Is it a cucumber? Uh, is it a is it a cat? What is it? What's he sticking <laughs> up his butt? What's Ricochet sticking up his butt? Is well, what I want to know. Well, I mean, you only have the context of this moment. And what's he pooming himself? Yeah, with? yeah. Uh, you know, he goes he goes full ace just. This Just one, one, one four fingers straight yes. up the straight up the poop shoot. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
I mean, look, so, props to him. I mean, if that's what he's into, that's what he's into. And I, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. Um, no. But I do have questions. Is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How so, does such a video occur? Whose inbox was this hacked from? Like, yeah, those are some so those are some of the major ones. Like, you know, what you do, you know, in your bedroom, bathroom, living room, kitchen, yeah, uh, guest room, whatever is 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 up to you. I'm not I'm not one to judge. I'm just curious as to the genesis of this. The like, genesis I, of McGillicuddy? No? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um if if I if I, I don't I, why the fuck would you film that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, like, know I, I learned a lot in that moment about the inbox of either A, Tessa Blanchard, or B, Casey Cottonzaro. It was just like, all right, cool. Out of the two, if I had to guess, Tess would probably be a little more... Uh... Like, hey, look, game respect game, Daga. Game respect game. Well done, hey, sir. For real, though. Yeah. It's just... One, there's not a, it's not, it's not a hundred percent confirmed. Right, right. I, I figure if confirmed. it would have been a bigger thing if it were like a thousand percent confirmed. Was he laying on? So he was laying on his back. No, no, he was, he was He's standing. He was standing. Yeah, and holding the phone underneath or from behind, holding the phone around his back. Yeah. Huh. We, I mean. You know, again, props to the stretchiness. I mean, of you know what? I'm just gonna leave that there. Flex, flexibility there. There you go. Of being able to get that camera mm -hmm. shot. Yeah. You know, and you know, you know that that's that's not a that's not an easy angle to film. So you'd have to imagine there were multiple takes. Right. Right. And I will say, I learned at the same time, he's the opposite of Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get you get a full. Uh, mm -hmm. you get, you get full appearance of uh yep. meeting two back there yeah exactly exactly all right all right see the uh you, you see <laughs> i can't even go over this okay all right so okay it's just yeah i kind of want to watch it i just i, I have this morbid for curiosity science. it's for science that's you all know, it i is. feel like i should have seeked it out in order to be prepared for this but i kind of wanted yeah. to go in raw i mean go in cold i mean not know what was happening um before but, but, but now yeah. i'm just i it just begs so many questions i i just you know and was this reciprocated like yeah. did he did, like, did who is there he more where this to? came from like are, are is this going to be something where like whoever leaked that first one are they going to be like in the middle of stomping grounds tonight dude wins the u.s title <laughs> here comes the mother load of oh my god yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, hey buddy. It's uh it's 2019, whatever yeah. uh whatever milks your prostate, let it let it get done there. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So long as he's know? happy. Uh just, you know, uh watch your iCloud passwords. It's really the big thing I have to say. Just With, don't film I mean yourself penetrating your anus with your finger. The, there really there's that. Out. There's that, <laughs> but I also recognize it's 2019. This is a standard thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame nobody. Well, you're, you're into what you're into, what you share with people, you share with people. No. Just make sure your shit is locked down. Exactly. That that that's really what it comes down to, especially if you're a public figure. Yeah. Uh, with a publicly traded company geared 
towards children. Um, Password one two three ain't gonna cut it these days. No, no, no. Uh, Prince Puma six nine. Not, yeah, not a strong yeah. password for you there, but okay. <laughs> Lucha Underground sucks is kind of an obvious one. I, I <laughs> if if you had any idea how many of my old work passwords were Lucha Underground themed. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Chris, Chris, <laughs> we share access to social media. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now we're going to get hacked. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, what are they going to get? Oh, boy. Saving of Jordan Grace on our Google Drive. Uh, yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but Which, yeah. by the way, moving to Baltimore. So hey, hey. or at least her boyfriend, husband, fiance. I I'm assuming. No, I'm assuming if one moves, the other's gonna. Because she posted something about moving. So okay. there you go. Right. Uh, you're gonna be an Aldi one day, and you're gonna fall yeah. over. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna pass out, dude. All the blood rushing out you, of your head. It's funny because <clears throat> as I was driving through my apartment complex. Um, you know, I saw like, oh, that, that apartment's open. And it just, <laughs> the, just the, the, the thought crossed my mind of just what if I don't live that far from Hunt Valley, or, yeah, you know, yeah. from where uh, Ring of Honor is based out of. That or... does make me wonder, where is the Ring of Honor offices? Do you think it's part of the big Sinclair <clears throat> like compound? Um, I know they have, or at least they did, uh, a lot of like uh, Judge Jeff Jones when he worked there because yes. I interviewed for a job with Ring of Honor at one point. Um, and I I was interviewed at Fox 45. Uh, gotcha. So it was right on TV Hill there. So yeah. I know they have at least some people work because that's where all their, you know, all the equipment is for editing and and, and all that sort of thing. So right, I think that's right. kind of like uh, their main headquarters in the, in the area in terms of the physical, you know, production. gear and editing production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Offices, I'm sure, you know, I'm I, I'm pretty sure Joe Koff is is settled up in a, a high-rise uh, office up in Hunt Valley there. So yeah. <clears throat> maybe maybe I'll bump into him on Friday. I'm thinking about going. Are, do you have any interest? Mm, well, let's look at that card. Let's look at that card. By the because way, we, we're, we're going everywhere right now on the podcast. But it's we okay. Do. So oh, here, here, and I was talking with my buddy Mark about this yesterday. They're selling just about as worse, as bad, if not worse, than Stomping Grounds is in Wild. Yes. yes. And this is a pay-per-view for them. This is best in the world, which yes. this card does not indicate best in the world. However, my thought or our thought is that they're going to discount tickets pretty steeply by the end of the week to try and get some butts in the seats. And yeah. there, there were a couple performers and matches added to the card after a quick glance. I'm like, you know what? 25 bucks maybe maybe you know to see bandito and and dragon lee and jeff cobb is there and I, I gotta be honest I'm, I'm looking at this card now i'll run down the card real quick it's it's a lot of man i want to see half of that match yeah like, yeah uh, so so here's what we've got eight match card uh the allure of angelina love and mandy leone against kelly klein and jenny rose we can get there late yeah uh <laughs> cole cabana and nick aldis versus the briscoes that could be fun. I think Cabana might be out because he just had to cancel a bunch of shows due to a leg injury. Oh, yeah. It's um, Six-man tag title match. Villain Enterprises, Marty Squirrel, PCO, and Brody King against uh, Lifeblood, Mark Haskins, and Tracy Williams with PJ Black. Okay. I like PJ Black and the villains. Yeah. Um, I, and I like Mark Haskins. So, so far, I'm at one match that I really actually want to see. Okay. Uh, Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee, which is going to be Dragon Lee having to carry a broken Dalton Castle. But, you know, it's Dragon Lee. 
He's it's true. Great. Uh, Flip Gordon versus Roosh. I do enjoy some Roosh. Uh, Silas Young. It could be. It could be. Silas Young versus Jonathan Gresham in a pure rules match. Pure rules is an old Ring of Honor staple. Three rope like, breaks. Yeah, three rope breaks. And I think there was a round system. I, I, it's been ages. Okay. Uh, I don't care for Silas Young. So that's, me either. That's a meh for me. I don't mind uh, the octopus. Uh, I do enjoy Gresham. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro Gresh. Uh, <laughs> pro Gresh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ROH TV title: Shane Taylor versus Bandito. I like Bandito. Who's Shane Taylor? <laughs> Shane Taylor is. Uh, he's not Keith Lee. <laughs> okay. That's right. I know you've explained this to me 15 yes. times, yes. but I just still there, can't. There was a time where he and Keith Lee were a team, and he's the Genetti. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. And then the main event, <laughs> the main event for the ROH title is Matt Taven defending against Jeff Cobb. I mean, look, I enjoy pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> if it's like I said, if if the tickets are discounted enough to say, you know, it's I, I don't work Friday nights now, so I'm not losing money for taking off work and you know oh, maybe... congratulations. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit the comedy club. Cheers. Oh hey, there yeah. you go. Um so so yeah, you know, maybe it, it's it, it's I don't know. It, it it doesn't seem like a terrible way on paper to spend a Friday, Friday evening. Night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I I will say this. Let, let's take a look at StubHub on Thursday. Okay. Let, let's yeah. see. Let's see how cheap that is, and, yeah. and we'll talk about it. But whew, that is that is a rough show. Now they're hinting at some things. They're saying a a former uh, Ring of Honor tag team champion may be coming in. They're saying an international star may be returning. Now, if I think about who those people are, and and look, I know nothing about the insides of Ring of Honor. I'm yeah. just throwing some optimistic thoughts here. Um. Austin Aries would be the former tag champion, but they would probably call him a former world champion. Yeah. What about Evan Bourne or Matt uh, Seidel? Matt Seidel, definitely an option. Uh, international star could be Kenta, could be Shingo. Um, you know, there there are some options where I'd go like, that'd be pretty dope. High, uh, oh, I know, I know, lofty, high lofty sort of things that uh, those, those, <clears throat> those, those are names that you'd want to advertise, especially if you're having a tough time selling. So yeah, I can't imagine yeah. it's somebody of that level. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know who it could be, honestly. Yeah, yeah, probably like Laparca or something. <laughs> Which, well, know. well, they they said an international star who's who's competed in Ring of Honor before. Okay, and, and, right. and that's why I was leaning towards Shingo or Kenta. Kenta's, I think, is more likely because I found out recently, even though he's going to do G1, Kenta still lives in the States. Yeah, it's his family. He moved his whole family over there, and they're sticking around there. So, so. Um, okay. All right. Well, hey, you know what? That would be amazing. Yes. All the more reason to to want to check out the show, right? <laughs> yes. 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 It, it, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see <laughs> where, where it's sitting later in the week. Um, but yeah, who boy, that, that, I think that this card personifies where I'm at with ring of honor, which is, I want to see half of that show. 
And unfortunately, yeah. half of that show is not paired up with people in that same half of the show I want to see. Like, right. there, there's just a, a swath of talent in Ring of Honor that I do not give a single fuck about. And they're unfortunately who's left. Yeah, it, you know, it really uh, beats the point home of WWE buying up all the talent. Right, right. And, and I mean, AEW is pulling in a lot of talent too. Sure, but AEW. WWE is doing it much before, you know, they, they were WWE was buying AEW kind of, you know, the, the what, four, four or five of the top, four, four top stars of ring of honor just, you know, started their own thing essentially. Yeah. So yeah. that's not, you know, being, I guess it's kind of being bought out, but it's, it's, you know, I, I, I don't want to put the two together cause it's a two sort of different situations. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, one is going to actually make use of the talent and the other is just kind of throwing people together in a developmental situation in Florida. You know, uh, I, I, uh, I was listening to uh, wrestling observer radio as I like to do, because I try to like to understand what exactly Dave Meltzer saying in any given sentence, but <laughs> something that they pointed out that I thought was interesting is, and they were talking about the Firefest card. Firefest, by the way, this Saturday. Well, we should probably yeah, go over that card too. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Sorry, Fighter Fest, not Firefest. Um, uh, so in 2022, were... scheduled to perform at Fighter Fest until <laughs> Thursday. <back out. laughs> um, one of the things they pointed out was Laredo Kid is this guy who has some heat behind him, yeah. and they're just putting him in the main event. Like just immediately going, all right, you seem cool. You seem fun. You seem unique. You seem different. We'll put him in the main event. WCW would hire guys, your Ray Mysterio juniors, your Dean Malenko's, your, your Eddie Guerrero's and just go, you're on the show. WWE signs guys. And it's this idea of, okay, we're going to sign you. And then you're going to be in developmental for three months. And then we're going to change your name. And then we're going to put you on NXT. And then you're going to be on NXT for like two years. And then once you get past this two and a half year mark, we'll put you on the main roster. Like the, right, right, exactly. Like there, it, it, it's incredibly rare that someone gets to just leapfrog all of it. Yeah, you're right. So many people are just left in this like space to be forgotten. And I don't know if it's really for the best. I mean, I love NXT. I love watching nxt i love seeing guys come up in nxt i'm i'm uh enjoying the idea of this you know tournament for all the new guys and everything i think it's a really smart idea but it's this idea of okay you have a guy like matt riddle who before he got signed really like, he's this can't miss prospect well enjoy missing him for the next two years because he's not going to go straight up to raw yeah, but I, I'm not watching Raw, so I, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. so I'm enjoying uh, his work on NXT right now. He, he was a part of a really fun six-man tag uh, right. with Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream against the Undisputed Era on yeah. this past week's show. Um, so you know, I, I, in terms of Matt Riddle, like I want him to be safe and uh, enjoy him as much as possible within yeah. the whole conglomeration there. So. I I am 100% okay with him chilling in NXT for a couple years and and doing what he's doing. You know, um, he hasn't even really had a major title opportunity yet. He had a North American title opportunity. But, you know, he hasn't – there's flirting with him and Cole, obviously, to happen at some point for the NXT championship, but they're not rushing into it, which I like, man. You know, let let 
Riddle do his thing, let him run through everybody. You know, he's ex- as he said on this week's show, he's extremely good looking and he's a stallion. So <laughs> God bless you, Matt Riddle, you handsome, handsome stallion, you. Yeah. Um, so you know what? Just just do your thing, man. Get, get you just uh, in, enjoy Florida. You know, I'm sure the the family's loving it down there. Uh, don't don't rush yourself up to uh, to the wastelands of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but I I do have to ask the question with the malaise of Raw and SmackDown. Do you think I don't I I recognize turning around the ratings issues is not a one week thing. It is a six months to a year idea of taking your time and planning things out and hoping something catches fire and people get interested, which I recognize probably no one in WWE wants to hear or acknowledge right now that this isn't going to be solved in two weeks. Um. Do you think it would behoove WWE to take these hot prospects and let more of them leapfrog the system? I I don't think it would. Hmm, not necessarily, because you, you still have to put in at least a fair amount of work to establish them on main roster. You know, I like, you know, let's take Jonah Rock or Bronson Reed. For yeah. uh, an example, formerly yeah. Jonah Rock, now Bronson Reed, I think his name is in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a name that I've heard a lot through mm-hmm. the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never seen a match. I don't know. Aside from you know photos of him and seeing that he's you know uh, a Brodus Clay meets um, Otis Doze, Doze, Dozer, um, that's kind of what he looks like with a little bit of bold uh, Dempsey thrown in there. That's he's a lot better what, than that. I will tell you that. Okay, and, and but I don't know that because yeah, yeah. I you know. he does have the visual presentation <clears throat> who he is. So you know to throw him on Raw against what Drew McIntyre or some something like. What, oh, what I'm is, not saying necessarily like immediately throw them into a match. Like, why do they not you know go full on 1992 superstars with it and give these guys uh, give these guys vignettes. I mean, Matt Riddle is a perfect example. Matt Riddle is a guy who I feel like you could have established with UFC footage and as like, you know, this can't miss guy. And then you introduce him on TV and you talk about him as like, you know, this high level prospect, this, you know, one of the hottest stars today, we got him and you put him on TV as opposed to this slow build out. Like I understand that there are some guys who probably do need developmental guys who have never worked a TV or TV style product. I feel like if you're in like the evolved system, you know how to work a hard camera because you're doing streaming TV every show. Like, I don't know. It, it, it feels a little like they are putting speed bumps in front of guys. Okay. Let me float this hypothesis out at you. Do you think that this is triple H is doing? somewhere in the back of his mind hoping that Vince will croak in the next year and won't have a chance to ruin him. At a point, maybe. Right now, if I'm Triple H, I'm wondering, is there going to be a company for me to inherit? Well, I mean, come on. WWE's not going away. WWE's not going away tomorrow. But tell me what things look like once these TV deals end. I I know they're they're just starting and they're through like what 2021, 2022, whatever it is. Oh, it's a five year deal, isn't oh, it? Oh, maybe it's five years. Whatever it ends up being, in five years, what's there? <clears throat> well, in five years, that would be ample time for him to have got 
to him have gotten all these people that he's been cultivating down in NXT up there and integrated into the main roster, maybe phase out some of the, uh, the, you know, more tenured talents, uh, to, you know, part-time status or something like that. Um, you know, five years, five years is a long time. Um, yeah, a lot of shit can happen in, in five years. Um, that being said, five years ago, you know, if I look at WWE, WWE hasn't that much in five years. Five years ago was WrestleMania 30. Five years ago was Daniel Bryan being champion. Five years ago was Bray Wyatt. Like it, it on paper, it's a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like that long ago because it feels like they haven't progressed that much. And, and that's on them. But I feel like yeah. being forced now uh, with the Fox deal coming up. And with all the eyes on them and investors and, you know, the ratings troubles, I feel like they're kind of getting forced to reassess uh, a little bit and try and figure out a plan of attack. So, you know, maybe the answer is the thing I've been pitching for the past year and a half is to have Undisputed Era be a new <laughs> Nexus thing, come up and, and destroy everybody. That's kind of my, my solve for everything is either have Shayna Baszler come up and do it to all the women or have Undisputed Era come up and do it to everybody just fucking have them lay waste to people i gotta be honest i got super excited the other day because uh i don't know which one of them it was on instagram or maybe it was actually wwe's own instagram the four horsewomen were backstage at smackdown on on tuesday all four of them all four of them sasha was there uh sorry the the, MMA. Oh, the actual okay all right yeah. all right yeah. <laughs> so, so Shayna, jasmine and uh, yeah all four of them were backstage and hmm. Like it got posted at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So in my head, I'm like, oh shit, are they going to run an angle tonight? Right. They didn't, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but I, I got very hyped under the idea of this could be a thing. It okay. Fortunately. And they definitely weren't in Florida. So they would have had to have flown, you know, mm -hmm. the, the three others out. I'm not sure where Ronnie lives these days. Probably yeah, LA. Um, I think she's billed from LA. No, Shane is billed from California, but it's from like Montana or some shit, if I recall correctly. But uh, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that the I, I'm I'm a huge Baszler fan, so she's definitely one with the upside there. I don't know, it, it's weird because you know the, the talent that WWE owns right now is extraordinary, both in NXT and in main greatest roster they've ever had, if you ask me. And you know, you kind of saw a little bit of hope. On Monday, when you had Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan, now mm -hmm. those are two of the best uh, going right now, especially definitely on the main roster. Probably the two best workers on the main roster you have. Um, and you know, of course, they 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 muck up the beginning of it by doing a DQ within the first minute, and then yeah, yeah. this whole hubbub, and then just restart. Just why do all that shit? Just have a match. These are two yeah. people. You know, one's a clearly defined baby face in Seth Rollins. One is an eco-terrorist in Daniel Bryan. Uh, just have them fucking fight each other. Yeah. You know, how is that so hard that you have to add all this extra shit that didn't accomplish anything? It didn't advance any storylines. It didn't do anything aside from get Eric Rowan away from the ring, which he could have just done in the first place. Let these guys have a 25-minute banger. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very weird. I mean, at the same time though, they did wrestling for wrestling's sake twice this week with uh two out of three fall six man tag matches with the new day, uh, which were out of the blue. And uh according to what I heard this morning, uh I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. There's a reason why the two out of three falls. You're gonna love this. Um 
it's just kind of weird that you know it's just wrestling for wrestling's sake but there was something missing i i there's part of me wondering like reason for that stipulation yeah like, why would you do a two out of three fall that that's like you know in in your course of a, a feud progression that's one of your later um sort of steps you yeah, know yeah. Like, three falls happens because some guy keeps getting screwed out of a fall Right, or they keep trading wins back and forth, where you have right. to have you know something definitive, something you know. It, it's it's not a throwaway sort of. Well, we got three guys over here and three guys over here. Let's let's do a six man tag and why the hell not make it a two out of three falls match? That that one, it kind of ruins the special specialness of the stipulation, and two, it just doesn't make any fucking logical sense. So apparently, the reasoning behind this, okay, which I'm sure is very logical. Uh, Brian Alvarez said this this morning. Uh, I guess it was late last night when they recorded, but still on it was on today's Wrestling Observer Radio. And I will say this: Alvarez tends to be slightly more wrong than right, especially compared to uh, Uncle Dave. But Alvarez said that Vince told the writers wrestling should not happen during commercial breaks. So the idea of doing two out of three falls matches is so they have a fall, go to commercial not wrestle during the commercial break and then do the next fall when they come back from break. So that means with the modern television audience, the live audience is watching a crowd is watching wrestlers stand there for four minutes until they get the next fall. That's incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. At the same time though, there's a sick logic in it, which is why I'm inclined to believe it's real. Like this, this, if you this, try and think from Vince's point of view, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't wrestle. Like I feel like Vince said, they can't wrestle during commercial breaks. So then the writing staff was like, "Well, how the fuck do we pull that off?" And somebody went, two out of three falls match. You do the rest that they do between falls during the commercial break." And no one went. That's gonna be four minutes long. Why but, can't you just do rest holds or you know like? You know, or, some... or, or actually let shit happen in commercials when you come back have this you know because it's a live sport go while right. you are away here's a replay of like the crazy dive ricochet did or whatever yeah yeah wow that's incredibly insane yeah if i'm being yeah. honest <laughs> yes but like i said there's there's a logic to it where you start going fuck that might be real <laughs> Oh god. Okay. Well, let's hope that that doesn't that trend doesn't continue. because uh, that's that's pretty terrible. I really after after doing it for this long yeah. that way, why change it? Oh. My my brain is just fucking turned inside out by that. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I'll I'll go ahead and pull up and and pull out of the WWE side of things to give your brain a rest. Uh did you listen to Tony Khan on the Return of the Steve Austin podcast? I didn't. I, I didn't uh I heard a couple uh couple tidbits um posted, but uh was it a solid uh solid listen? Yeah, I mean th there were a few reveals, uh nothing too crazy. Uh the women's title is going to be uh unveiled at all out. Two uh, two hours show was kind of uh, announced there as well yes yes um Weekly. yeah uh they're gonna have uh fight for the fallen be free which is good um that can't so, be good if they're giving away all their pay-per-views for free well well they're they're doing the two in between shows I, I i get where you're going at there um uh 
they are pushing really, really hard. You know, the, the, the tag team titles are going to be important. Apparently there's going to be a women's tag title as well. Um, what else? Oh, uh, C <clears throat> took a moment to talk about the Dean Ambrose podcast on okay. WWE network. And okay. he actually said that he reached out to Dean Moxley, whatever you want to call him and apologized right. to him for how that went because he felt like it put a stigma on Dean Ambrose and something he wants to do. And apparently it's going to be a future episode of the Steve Austin show is have a real proper new interview with him to, okay, good. you know, put everything behind them and, and, you know, sort of get over the hump of, of what went wrong. Yeah. Mox uh, definitely seemed open to it. Talking to, um, you know, Wade Keller and, and Jericho, you know, right. cause I think Wade Keller brought it up mostly. I don't think Jericho did. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he definitely said in there, he, yeah, Steve, call me or something like that. Uh, right. <laughs> so, right. and I would be interested, uh, to listening with that, uh, to listen with that. So yeah. Same. To same. To, to, to to that. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Yes. Um. And <sighs> uh, sounds like I. I mean, as we can kind of figure from the announcement from uh, Fighter Fest, uh, the one of the first through lines of the TNT show is going to be a tag title tournament. So that should be pretty fun. Especially, I mean, like I think about all the tag teams they have. They actually have a lot of good tag teams in the mix. They got the uh, Bucks. They got the Lucha Bros. Um. Yeah, they've got. Friends. Yep, they got uh, Angelico and Evans. Yeah, um, Super the Super Smash Brothers now. Uh, Dark Order. Dark Order. Yeah, uh, SCU. Some SCU. version thereof. They could probably yes, do a combination, combination of um, OEW OWE guys. OWE guys, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Cody and Dustin. They could throw them into the mix True. there. Um, I feel like that there are others I'm neglecting, but like it, it could be a really really fun group of of teams going back and forth. I will say though, if they're smart, they don't put the tag belts on the bucks, at least from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, they make the finals, but then you make the team, uh, beats them in the finals. That's, that's smart book in there. Or they could do a shock, like team beats them in the quarterfinals. Right. So the finals are of two teams. I, I actually really like, uh, the fact that the AEW title matches between Jericho and Hangman Page, um, yep. I, I think that's really clever because it's like star in the rise and the biggest star in the company going yep. for the belt. I still don't know who they're going to put it on, though, because I think there are more matches on paper for Jericho. But it would be a lot for Hangman Page to win the belt there. I don't know. Yeah, Jericho's probably business wise, the smarter choice to be your first champ. Um, he's really, you know, a main part of how and why they are where they are right now. Um, and I don't think anybody would deny that. Um, you know, he's the biggest star by far in terms of name recognition, pop culture wise in the company. So, so yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good business decision to have him, you know, promoting the shows coming in as a, as AEW champ. Right, exactly. So let's take a look at that Fighter Fest card because that is, again, uh, for our listeners in the States, all seven of you, uh, it is going to be a free show on Bleach Report live. Uh, according to what I've read online, um, they've had issues if you try to set up an account day of a show. Uh, so log on to br.live now. Yeah. Set up your account. You'll be able just to log in on your Roku or your Apple TV or whatever you're using day of the show. 
it is currently a nine match show, three pre-show matches, six proper show matches. Uh, pre-show has Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. Uh, so we're continuing with the weird ass librarian gimmick. Okay. I guess. Um, Michael Nakazawa against Alex Jabaley. Uh, that is relative to the CEO gaming show that they're a part of. Alex Jabaley is like the the promoter of CEO gaming. So okay. builds off of the prior year's New Japan show. It's gotcha. going to be a hardcore thing. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. But hey, it's on the pre-show. Uh, and then we get a three-way tag team match, which has the weirdest stipulation I've ever heard. Okay. <clears throat> Winners advance to all out for an opportunity at a first round buy in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament. So the so winner is starting the tournament at all out, or there's a match for a first round buy at all out, and they win their way into that match. Exactly. Okay, it's a little convoluted. Yeah, but it's going to be best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta against SoCal Uncensored of Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian uh, against Private Party, Isaiah Casty and Marg Quinn. Um, I am not super familiar with Private Party besides them being not quite Street Profits. Uh, they had a really great vignette on the Road to Firefest video this week, though. So I recommend checking that out because they're super charismatic. And if if it, tra- you know, if it translates it all to the ring, should be a really fun match. Who were the team we saw at uh, Mania Weekend at WrestleCon? The uh, the the cop team. Ah, Team Tremendous. Team Tremendous. Okay, that's yeah. who they are. All right. I had heard one of those guys was planning on retiring by the end okay. of the year. Um. Oh, and that reminds me. There's rumor and scuttlebutt that uh, the current incarnation of LAX may be signing with AEW because their Impact deal is going to be up soon. Okay. Didn't um, what's your face just show up on a uh, NXT or something? Oh, uh, uh, Santana Garrett. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she did. She did just pop up there. So, okay. uh, right. so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, rumor is uh, LAX is being eyed to sign with AEW. So smart. Could... I mean, their 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 show, um, feud with Lucha Bros uh, definitely put a lot of eyes on Impact while they were doing that there. Oh yeah, uh, and I mean they're super talented, so it, it'd be really cool to see yeah. them uh, on a more prominent television station. Um, the card itself: uh, women's three way match: Yuka Sakazaki against Riho against Nyla Rose, probably okay. a show for the Joshi gals uh, bouncing off of the big bruiser, Nyla Rose, Christopher Daniels versus Shima, which could be a sleeper match of the night candidate. Yeah. Uh, two guys who are very familiar with each other and had some super fun exchanges back at double or nothing. Um, and I think Daniels probably wants to show he could still go, even though he's almost 50 years old. I was going to say, how old is that guy right now? Yeah. Uh, Daniels is 49, 49. So he's older than Jericho. Yes. Jericho's 48, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Looks and, great. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in incredible shape. And something I didn't know is he's actually the president of talent relations for AEW. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Good for him. Get that double paycheck, boy. Exactly. Uh, we got a four-way match. Adam Page, Adam Hangman Page against Jimmy Havoc, against Jungle Boy, against MJF. Should be super fun. That's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what, uh, what I think will be really brutal. John Moxley making his in-ring debut against Joey Janela. 
Okay. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that one yeah, as well. That, that's... that should be super, super fun. Um, we got uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. That's Allen's debut in AEW. Uh, I think Cody's really going to try to make Darby stand out here. And um, I mean, Darby's fucking nuts. So and he's a uh, Brit guy, right? What's that? Is he a Brit? Uh, no, no. Uh, U.S. guy. Uh, he, okay. he got put on the map in uh, Evolve. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I've known the name, but I wasn't sure from where. The name Darby Allen sounds British. <laughs> um, so sorry if that's offensive to our British contingency. Uh, no, it, I mean it. It, it does. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a, a GG Allen reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Fair enough. Um, also, uh, the thing he's most known for is his uh, main move, which is the coffin drop, which is basically that um, random like senton to the floor that Kofi Kingston does. Okay. Yeah, uh, except for he likes to do it off of balconies and shit and has done it with his arms handcuffed behind his back. That seems really safe. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the main event, which is sure to be an absolutely crazy spot fest, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick, Nick Jackson against the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. Yes, all the flippy doodles. All the flippy doodles. One of the things I'm weirdly looking forward to about this is, from what I understand, the commentary team for the show is going to be Excalibur and two guys who normally commentate on fighting game tournaments. Okay. So basically, you're just going to hear Excalibur holding things together while two dudes lose their shit for two hours or however long yeah. they show. So, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a unique show because of the you audio. Alex Marvez. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could put a dog in with what Alex Marvez was doing. Yeah. Pharaoh's the third, uh, third, third commentator. Oh man, he'd be a good, good commentary boy. I'm all good, about this idea, boy. Uh, but the I mean, goodest boy. Yes, the bestest boy. That sounds like a super fun show. And yeah, I'm into it. Uh, for free ninety nine. I mean, heck yeah, I'm there. Yeah, no. So that's uh, seven p.m. Saturday. Uh, da, 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 you 29th. know, ninth. It's the 29th. I don't have the time here, but it's okay. yeah, probably 7 p.m. Saturday night. Google it, you lazy. Yeah, bitches. check your check your local listings. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching that and uh, it should be a good time. Um speaking of Mox, did you see uh weirdly enough, he will not be a part of the uh the first night of G1 in Dallas. Yeah, very, very interesting sort of thing happening here. So um New Japan you know, worked out a deal with AEW to have Moxley do G1 and come over and do Dominion um, and the best of Super Junior Final. Um, but apparently that deal didn't allow Mox to perform in the States um, because AEW wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird that New Japan went and put their United States championship on a guy who can't wrestle for them within the United States. Yes. Um, so it's a bit interesting um, and it kind of makes me wonder about what the future relationship between these two companies is going to be. And I don't yeah. know if this is, you know, if this is, uh, I don't know, because New Japan clearly still in bed with Ring of Honor. I'm not sure when that partnership expires. Or um, if it's like a contractual one, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure either. I think I think there there has to be some kind of paperwork involved in that. One would think, but who knows? 
Um, but it's 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 a weird weird sort of situation because clearly Jericho is working um, New Japan. Um, but his deal is a little different. Uh, yeah. But I'm not. Sh- I don't. Jericho's not in the G1, so I'm not even sure he's going to be uh, a part of that Dallas show, or if he could be. Um, and then obviously Omega is clearly still open to working with New Japan. But nothing has been said uh, about that, and he hasn't had a match since what Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's 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 making me a little well, not almost worried, but it's making me think a little bit because clearly the partnership is in the best interest of both of those organizations. But right. Ring of Honor is just kind of this barnacle on the uh on the ass of, <laughs> of new japan that's not going away um unfortunately is kind of preventing some awesome stuff from happening i will say the thing that is interesting is so obviously fan response is oh ring of honor is a barnacle from new japan side of things aew is completely unproven they're slowly proving themselves right but it if you look at the relationship that new Japan has had with ring of honor, they've consistently done shows together. They've drawn thousands of people and they sold out MSG together. I can understand why there's a hesitance to just jump completely from that. Yeah, I, I, I do get that. But at the same time, you know, why did you buy a ticket to that show at Madison square garden? Exactly. I bought a <laughs> ticket to see new Japan. Yes. Um, And, you know, you look at Ring of Honor's attendance when there's no New Japan talent. This coming Friday is a a gleaming example of that. And it's not, you know, they're having a hard time filling a, what, 3,000 seat venue for a pay-per-view. Venue that they never used all of the two times that they've run it before prior. Right. Even with New Japan talent. You know, last time we were one of those times we were there, what, Kushida and Evil and Sonata were there, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and they they tapered off the top uh top rows. Right. So, you know, they're selling a couple hundred seats normally, Ring of Honor is, and AEW just sold out, you know, a fucking yeah. Yes. So, you know, I'm I'm sure um Harold Mage is kinda looking in his office up uh over over overseeing Tokyo and like, fuck man. <laughs> We yeah. may want to try and jump ship here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's in that guy's head, but he's a businessman. And, yeah, he's um, businessman, but he's also a Japanese businessman. And Japanese business culture is very much built on, pardon the pun, honor. You know, this idea of honoring your partnerships and honoring sure. your team up. Ring of Honor is going through a rough patch right now. Who's yeah. to say two, three, four, five years from now? That's still going to be the thing. I, I imagine them jumping would to into bed with AEW would be something that they wouldn't do at a moment's notice. There's also the X factor of AEW works with AAA and new Japan and ring of honor work with CMLL. So that probably adds a, another pain point to the possibility of having a working relationship. Yeah. But haven't AAA and CMLL kind of ease their feud a little bit. Like they had like some, they were sharing some people for shows and stuff like that before. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're still individual, and also I think AAA just got like a bigger TV deal than CMLL, so I imagine there's probably some, uh, some some sour right. grapes on the CMLL side. Um, it, it's hard to say, but what I will say is, it's going to be interesting to see 
on July 6th in Dallas, when New Japan kicks off G1 in the States, how many people show up? Because it is actually a pretty loaded card now. They they announced the full card. Uh, just going to run through it briefly. Yo against uh, Tamatanga and Tongaloa. Um, Ishii. The titles? Uh, no, non-title match. Uh, but it is, you know, ultimately a match against the between the heavyweight tag champions and the junior tag champions. Even though showing just, just, I was going to say, yeah, them. they just yeah. lost them. Yeah. Um, but you know, basically the the aces of each division sure. uh, tag wise. Uh, we got Shota Amino and Tomohiro Ishii against Ren Narita and Jeff Cobb, which sounds super fun. I didn't uh, know until this morning that Shota Amino was Red Shoes' son. Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun. Also, he's Moxley's young boy, which is incredibly entertaining. <laughs> uh, the match that you could probably go to the bathroom during Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto against Chase Owens and Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six man match Liger, Juice Robinson, and Toriano against Naito, T- Shingo, and Fall Guy Bushi. Wow, that's, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm into yeah. that. Yeah, it's super fun. Willie O'Spray against Lance Archer. Okay. Which fun. Little guy, big guy, flippy dude, power dude. Yeah. Always a good comment. Evil versus Bad Luck Fale. There's okay. your second opportunity to go to the bathroom. I like evil. Uh, I like evil. Um, <laughs> Sonata against Jackson, excuse me, against Zach Sabre Jr., yes. which should be fucking dope. Kota Abushi versus Kenta, which should be Hell fucking yes. dope. Holy fucking shit, the feud brought stateside Okada versus Tanahashi as your main event. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to see. Like, I know tickets haven't been moving. I'm interested to see where this lands. When's because, that the, sixth? Uh, the sixth? Yeah. So we can like that. Um, as as we both get texted by Justin Schlegel. Uh we probably don't want to click that link right now. <laughs> Yeah, I got a hunch. I got a hunch. (laughs) When Justin texts you out of a blue YouTube link, it's probably something depraved. Yes. Yes. Or maybe we do want to watch it right now. Yeah, hang on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is organic podcasting right here. Log into my phone. Hold on. You'll probably get there before. I I, I had a feeling that's what this is going to be. Justin sent us a trailer for the Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you heard about the Peanut Butter Falcon? I have not heard about the Peanut Butter Falcon. Beef. He is uh, a guy who helps his friend with Down syndrome pursue his dream of becoming a professional wrestler. There it is. Yeah, that yeah is... It, is, it is definitely like a Venn diagram of Schlegel interests right there. <laughs> I will say it actually a really good movie. I, I I watched this trailer earlier this week. Oh, Justin, bless your heart, bless your simple heart. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> there we go. Last minute, last minute entry from Mister Schlegel on the podcast. There you go. Yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, since we've heard from him. Oh, perfect. Uh, so I gotta ask: Are you gonna yeah. watch? Are you gonna watch WWE Stomping Grounds tonight? Oh, that's tonight, isn't it? Uh, um, you know, I, okay. So here's my reasoning. I want to see the United States Championship match. Yeah. Because I want to see if Ricochet wins the title, what he'll do with it. 
Oh, you know, that's a great point. See, my response is going to be, I'd rather finger my butthole than watch <laughs> <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The Rough House Podcast is brought to you by the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well. If you want to like me, have a good talk style words with your speech, simply make sure that you cut the promo for people to be like, yeah, that man has the points for with talking app. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is now accepting applications for prospective new students. Are you an aspiring pro wrestler but not sure if you can handle yourself on the stick? Then call the AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well to hone your craft just like the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. For example, Clear Lynch, that ain't a, that's not a good. So I was like, uh-uh. And, and then Dixie Carter, she said, hmm. And I'm like, you got it, because I'm, I'm the one that's pheno- phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one here in this environment of wrestling. All right, we got six sides Unlike like... four now, AJ! We got four sides in the... one. This is my house, and this is where I live. I'm the best, I'm the best that's ever been in the world. Because I'm the best that there is. Be the best that there is, just like AJ Styles. The AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well will make sure you're ready to take the squared circle by vociferous force. Classes include Spitting Hot Fire 101, Advanced Pipe Bomb Dropping, and Mush Mouth Management. Send in your application now to the AJ Styles School for Talking Good Promo Well and make yourself phenomenal. I'm the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and if you have desires to speak in a fashion much than the way that I have done talks before with the way I've done words all the, with my mouth. I make speak and people go, man, and then I kick people. Usually it heads, I, my head I'm in the, I kick them in the head is what I do. Um, I'm uh, total knockout. E, EC, TNA. TNA is what I'm in. Because that's, that's where I'm Really hoping I get hired by WWE. I'll wear a mask. I hear there's a SIM card open. The AJ Style School for Talking Good Promo Well is located in the Deep South, right in front of Foreign Object Warehouse and perpendicular to the KFC.